This is Deep Dive. I'm Sui. More than 10 years ago, a cargo train arrived in Duisburg of Germany, all the way from the Chinese city of Chongqing. The line extends for more than 11,000 kilometers and passes through six countries. Such a project is rare on any continent in the world, but it managed to sustain and develop over the past decade. From here, additional rail lines have been connected, giving rise to a vast freight train network spanning the Eurasian continent under the name China-Europe Railway Express. My colleague Guo Yan recently spoke with a former staff at the port of Duisburg, who wrote a book on the express cargo line. I sat down with Guo Yan for this episode on the changes that have happened along the way. This episode is brought to you on Sunday, October twenty-second. As the first such linkage between China and Europe, how did Duisburg become one destination for this railway? When the China-Europe Railway Express started operation, it needed a distribution center in Europe because it was hard for the freight trains to get access to all the important cities in Europe and Central Asia. So it needed some distribution centers. At that time, Duisburg was a famous industrial city, but like any other industrial cities in the world, Duisburg has been looking for opportunities for a major transformation because the natural resources are not renewable. For industrial cities that were highly reliant on natural resources, they need find some new opportunities for future growth, and then the arrival. Of these freight trains offered them a new opportunity, an optimal choice for this transformation. And、uh, besides, the city is has long been a key port along the Rhine River, which means it has mature facilities of water transportation, and it is also an important railway hub of Western Europe. All these factors make. Duisburg, an optimal choice、uh, for it to become an important port and a destination for this China-Europe freight trains. What are European business sentiments toward this、uh, very long track? Well, this program has gained support from railway companies and operators because the market of、uh, railway industry has declined over the years, along with the development of air transport and sea shipment.、Uh, Europe's railway industry faces a challenge of a smaller market share, and they need some new projects to help bolster the growth of the sector in the future. And the program of the China-Europe Railway Express offered them such opportunities to gain a wider market share in the future, and、uh, that's why some railway companies very welcomed the、um, China-Europe Railway freight trains. For some companies, like diary companies, agriculture companies, they believe that these trains will. Help them to get access to more customers in the world's second largest economy. Also, some cargo agents said the China-Europe freight trains help companies reduce inventory, shorten production cycles, and lower costs. I can raise an example here. Before the freight train service came into operation, it took as long as two months for cargo from the city. 
for instance, dip in the southwest to go down the Yangtze River and arrive at the seaports in the east, waiting to be transferred by ship to Europe. Now the trip has been shortened to less than two weeks on the China-Europe freight line. So,、uh, who are the group of people that oppose、uh, this idea? Well, at first, some business people don't believe in this program because they believe it's just a hype. It's just a a show by the Chinese government. If we look at the whole distance from the city, like in Chongqing in China to Duisburg, the trains will travel a distance that over. Ten thousand kilometers, and how to ensure the smooth operation of the trains and sustainable operation of the trains is a big problem and a big challenge. They don't believe that this train could run so long within a long period of time, like ten years. In the first year, when the express started operation, this route only saw. Seventeen train freight trains, but now in the first seven months of the year, it saw over ten thousand freight trains, and people started to realize that this train could be sustainable. And、uh, for some companies, they took advantage of this. Opportunities generated by the operation of the freight trains, they change their market strategy. They find that because of the arrival of the trains, their products. Became known by more people along the route, and they finally changed their attitude towards the trains.、Mm. And for more on this, I spoke with、uh, Shan Jing. He is a senior expert of global railway supply chain and the author of the book China Railway Express. He's been working and living in Duisburg for many years, and he worked with a lot of local people there. And he shared with me his life story in the German city. He's a good example of how business ran better after the arrival of the freight trains. He told me that even many of his colleagues working in the industry didn't believe that this this freight trains could run so successfully during the past ten years, which is really amazing、mm. for them. Right. Like you mentioned, it's indeed a very long trip. I'm curious, what kind of products is transported in and out of this German port? Over the years, the items transported on the route expanded from electronic devices to auto parts of cars, health products, cosmetics, and luxuries. Several years ago, I visited Chongqing, which is the starting point of this、uh, freight trains. I visited some warehouses of cross-border e-commerce companies. I find they imported a lot of diary products from Swiss through this route. So, specifically for the German city of Duisburg, what changes did the line bring for the city? Well, first is business opportunities. In 2014, the city had. 40 Chinese firms. While now the number has grown to 120, data show that these businesses have created over 1,000 jobs for local residents. The fast growth of logistics sector even caused a shortage of truck drivers at the port at one time. And Shanjing, the expert of global railway supply chain, is among those people working in the city whose life. And career paths has been changed by the arrival of the China-Europe freight trains. 
In 2014, he went after finishing his graduate school. This、um, this scholar wanted to find a job in Germany, and、uh, at that time he worked for an Austrian、uh, railway company, which operate part of the railways in Germany. And、uh, he had two options: one is to work in Vienna, and the other is to work in Duisburg. And he chose Duisburg. He believed that there would be some more new opportunities in the railway sector in that city, and he decided to stay there as a representative of that company. Actually, he's the only representative of, of that Austrian railway company in Duisburg. Afterwards, his whole career was deeply intertwined with the development of the China-Europe Railway Express. Now he left that company and started to. Go back to school to study for his PhD, and he's working on his second book about the future growth of this railway line.、Mm. Okay, that's shift gears to the challenging part of this very very long Eurasian railway. First of all, what kind of challenges did operators run into? The operation of the trains faced both technical challenges and political challenges. The technical challenges including low temperatures. The China Railway Express has formed three major routes out of China across the vast Eurasian continent, and the northern route is comparatively mature, and it runs. In vast areas of higher latitudes, which means they have to face lower temperatures, and for some products shipped by the containers of the trains, they are sensitive to low temperatures. So the operators of these cargoes designed some special containers that can help the temperatures stable. Another technical challenge here is railway gauge. The standards of railway gauge vary among different countries. For example, the main railway lines in China and Western Europe use standard railway gauge, but in some countries, such as Kazakhstan and Russia, they use broad gauge, which means the trains have to change the railway track when they run across these different countries, and that is a huge challenge at the beginning. But now it's not a big problem because I talked with some platforms that operate these trains. They told me that it only take around less than twelve hours for the train to change track、mm-hmm. for the moment. So it's not a big problem. And also another challenge here is. Cooperation among different railway departments of different countries. They speak different languages and have different rules. How could they cooperate well with each other? But looking back to the ten years, they have cooperated very well, and a lot of local customs offices gradually got familiar with the procedure of. How to transport the products on this route, and now they can do it more efficiently. And another challenge here, I would say, is geopolitical conflicts.、Mm. For example, the northern route of this express ran across vast regions in Russia and somewhere near Ukraine, and the Russia-Ukraine conflict has caused some concern for these cargo companies. 
Right. Indeed, it involves a lot of、uh, aspects, like you mentioned, geography, geopolitical situation. I mean, did all this resolution shed some light on future projects running on the continent?、Mm, apart from Duisburg, similar to the city, other trading hubs such as Helsinki, the capital of Finland, and、uh, Malazovich in Poland expect new business opportunities from expanding links with the sea and land routes of the railway route. One of my friends, she、um, she used to be living in Poland for several years with her family. When I started to write stories about the China-Europe freight trains in 2019, I talked with her, and she told me that many agriculture companies that produce dairy products very welcome the arrival of these trains because they could have more opportunities to transport their products to China. Okay, let's、uh, talk about big picture. We know the world saw major setbacks in this global supply chain during the COVID nineteen outbreak, but the supply chain is dominated with sea transport. How did the setback impact railway freight transport, like the China Europe Railway Express? The sea shipment industry faced huge challenges during the pandemic, but the freight trains showed strong resilience in maintaining the stability of supply chains during the pandemic. During a trip to Chongqing, a major transport hub in southwest China, like I've mentioned, I found that the railway played an especially prominent role in stabilizing supply chains and offered a lifeline when the pandemic rounded flights and halted cargo ships at ports. Daily essentials, masks, and protective gears. As well as medical equipments were shipped to countries to Central Asia and Europe along the route. Apart from the pandemic, another issue is the blockage of narrow waterways. A very classic example is the blockage of Suez Canal in 2021. It was a nightmare lesson for the shipping industry and caused huge losses for global trade. That caused concerns for the shipping industry and also various participants in the sector. They want to find some new options when such incidents happen. Right. So we're talking about new option, and against the backdrop of the COVID nineteen and also the disruption to global supply chains, particularly when it comes to sea transport. But frankly speaking, a railway is still not. The primary、mm-hmm. shipping options for business across Asia to Europe.、Uh, why is that? I think the cross-continent railway is more of a supplement rather than replacement. It is very important part of this comprehensive network that incorporates sea transport, air shipment, and railway lines. It can never totally replace air transport and sea transport because. The, in the first place, the cargo capacity.、Uh, a China-Europe freight train can carry less than, let's say, 100 TUs. TUs are a universal measurement of cargo capacity. But a cargo ship can carry up to 5,000 TUs, which is a huge difference. And secondly, price is another issue. The price of the railway transport is. Way higher than sea shipment, especially in recent years, the sea、uh, transport has lowered its price. It has caused 
more challenges for the railway transport. In the future, I think this China-Europe freight trains need to find their own competitive edge and find their own niche market. They cannot carry everything because that will that is not sustainable for the operation of this train route. They have to find some market that, for example, the goods, the products that of certain value, not very high and not very cheap.、Mm-hmm. For example, the toilet paper could definitely be transported. By sea shipment, but for some higher value products such as laptops and auto parts, they're optimal products for these trains to transport on the continent. Now, thanks to the China Europe Railway Express, over 200 European cities are connected to more than 100 Chinese cities, from Duisburg to Changsha, from Warsaw to Wuhan, and more. Most of the Chinese cities are located inland, but have turned into transport hubs. The transformative change is also witnessed in other landlocked countries like those in Central Asia. Many railway companies also hope to take advantage of the brand and publicize their services on the international stage. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Sui, and my colleagues Fei Fei, Li Yunqi, Zhang Zhang, and Qiqiu. Special thanks to CGTN Radio reporter Guo Ye. I will see you in the next one.